0: We're looking at chapter 4 of Hebrews at the moment, seeing what it has to say to us today. And yesterday you explained what the Sabbath rest for the people of God is all about. And today we're continuing with verse 14, back to the theme of the great high priest. Yes, and verse 14 starts with the word therefore, which immediately links it to what has gone before. So let me just reiterate that the rest of God Uh, that the writer is talking about is a life of trust in Jesus. And for that, we must rest from our own labors, our own striving, our own straining, our own uh, efforts to please God in our own strength and learn to trust in him, trust his word, trust his promises, trust in the power of the Holy Spirit so that God's plan and purposes can be worked out in our lives. Now, having said that, The scripture continues, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. So uh, he said that no one must, no Christian should fail to enter into this rest, into this life of faith. He has said that anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own works because he realizes how much more important it is that God does his works through us than we do our works for God. Now, he says, we've got to hold on firmly to the faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ because he is this great high priest who has entered into the heavens, who has opened up the way for us, not only to know God as our Father, but really to be able to enjoy all the blessings and the benefits of heaven now. Um, Paul says the same thing, you see, when he's writing to the Ephesians, that God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So what the writer to Hebrews is saying is we have that access to heaven now, and we need to exercise our faith to come right before the throne of God, right into the heavenly places that Jesus has made possible for us, so that we can lay hold of the inheritance that God has for us there. So, he says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. Now, let me put this very simply, that Jesus came to share our weakness. He came to share in in uh, all the frailty of our humanity. He was tempted in every way, just as we are, because he identified completely with our condition, yet, of course, without entering into any sin himself. So he came to share our life with us. Why? So that now we should be able to share his life with him, and he is no longer walking around on earth as a man but now he is the lord reigning in glory so he came to share our lives with us in order that now we might share his life with him and and what uh, the writer to hebrews is saying is that that Jesus, when he returned to heaven, having offered his life as a sacrifice, you see, on the cross, when he was the high priest who went into the Holy of Holies bearing that sacrifice of his own blood, he opened up the way for us to be able to enter into heavenly places when we worship, when we pray, so that we can lay hold of God's life that he wants us to share. He shared his life completely with us so that now we can share his life completely with him. So he says, let us then approach the the throne of grace now this is the throne of God when we worship when we pray we're not we're not to sort of be standing uh, far off from the Lord but we're to be entering right into that relationship where we are before the throne now the throne is not a throne of judgment for us because of what Jesus has done uh, um, through his blood it, it it is not the access to to that throne is not on the basis of our good works, of our straining and of our striving or of anything that we have accomplished. It's simply through this rest of faith. This rest of faith gives us access to the throne of grace and we can come there, the writer says, with confidence. And when we do so, there we will receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So you see, every day we need to come to this throne of grace, not a throne of judgment. We don't need to hold back and fear because the blood of Jesus has been shed to cleanse us of all our sins, to forgive us for everything that has been alien and, and, and opposed to God's purpose for our lives. So we're washed, we're made clean, we're made holy in his sight so we can dare to approach God with confidence, with the full assurance assurance of faith, and as we do so, we'll find just mercy. Mercy, God always willing to receive us, always willing to forgive us, always willing to restore us, and grace to help us in our time of need. He always wants to give to us. This is the rest of faith. The rest of faith is understanding God always wants to give to me because I'm a child of grace, and Jesus has made available to me the fullness of God's life. Remember, that's what he said in John's uh, gospel, I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness yes god has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places so now by the rest of faith resting from our own labors believing in him we can approach with boldness and with confidence the throne of grace and there we refine mercy and grace to help us in our time of need it's wonderful 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 truth Colin, do you find it interesting that the writer encourages us to, I quote, hold firmly to the faith we profess? Because do you think many of us lose our grasp on this and slip away and then therefore therefore do not move into the throne of grace, as you have described. Oh, yes, I think they do, and that for two main reasons. First of all, people often put their faith more in their circumstances than in God. Instead of resting in God, they look at the problems, they talk about the problems, they think about the problems, they speak about the problems. In fact, often their prayer times are just telling God all about the problems and saying amen at the end, without really entering into that place with God where they can receive the answer, the the grace that they need to, to help them in their time of need. Uh, so that that's the first thing. The other thing is that people are so obsessed with themselves uh, that that they 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 um, really. I mean, you put your confidence and trust in 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 the one that you speak about. So if you keep speaking about yourself, your trust and confidence is is in yourself rather than in the Lord. And and this is why this writer is saying, look, just hold firmly. Don't 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 vacillate. Don't one moment be talking about. A, a, about faith in Jesus, and the next be moaning, groaning, complaining about your circumstances, talking about the negative negativity of your situation, uh, talking about your own feelings and, and how desperate and how awful and how terrible it is, because that's not faith. Faith is, is is putting your confidence and trust in God. You, you know that you are in his hands, therefore your situation, your circumstances are in his hands, and you're trusting him for his plan, his purpose, to be outworked in that situation. You are confident of a good outcome because of all that he has accomplished for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. It really is learning to do what the writer says elsewhere, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to keep hold of of our faith uh, and not to to keep wandering around because you you remember James said that the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and cannot expect to receive anything from God and I fear that that's very often the case you, you can say well that's naturally the case it's only natural to think about the problems to speak about the problems to think about it. So well it might be natural but faith is supernatural and you see if we're going to if we're going to enter into the Rest of faith, then we're going to have to begin to have supernatural attitudes. Uh, we're going to have to begin to think supernaturally, above the natural, and not just function at the level of the natural, but to see that if 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 I. See Set my heart and my mind and even my mouth upon the supernatural truth of God and keep speaking that over my life and over my circumstances, and if I'm really trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit to bring about the life of which God's Word speaks so that it becomes experience in my experience, then I'm going to see change and transformation happen in my life, in my circumstances. I'm going to see needs met, and that's much better than moaning, groaning and complaining and being negative so so much within reach but yet we don't always reach out and grasp it sadly that is the case Um, and you see I said at the beginning of the week that uh, although God has made available this rest of faith there are so many who don't really live in that uh, and so, you know, when they have a problem, um, they, they feel very shaky. And you'll, you'll, even, you'll even hear people say, well, this, this, and this happened, and my faith was shaken. Well, you know, faith can't be shaken. Uh, faith cannot be shaken. And, and if a person is shaken, it's because they, they, they did not have the kind of faith, that rest of faith. You see, if if you have that rest of faith in your life, it doesn't matter what happens, you will not be shaken, but you will be at peace, your trust and confidence in God will remain secure, and you will know, okay, he will take me through this. No matter what happens, he will carry me through it. I might be going through the deepest valley, the valley of deepest darkness, like we read in Psalm 23, yet that doesn't matter, God is with me and His mercy and grace will follow me all the days of my life. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.